0: Greetings and salutations, salutations. to our, our fine podcast audience. audience. Ed can't say it right.
1: I did say it right. I was going <laughs> to let him
0: say it by himself, but we knew he'd screw it I up. I
1: wanted to say it in unison. Uh-huh. And you still Next didn't get that Next time right. we're going to do it in a choral fashion. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll take I'll look the harmony. To that.
0: <laughs> Nathan, which side do you take? Just for Christmas. I'm, I'm Nathan's, for Christmas. I'm not doing that. Nathan's doing the falsetto. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. You know I sang in a band once that I had to uh, I had to sing the falsetto part all the time. Ooh. There you go.
0: That that must have been a really it, fine needed, band.
1: It was not a good band.
0: <laughs> I, that's what I meant when I said it must have been a I was being that was being sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you not catch that? Yeah.
1: You it, can say that about every band I played in. Yes, true.
0: <laughs> so here we are at episode 96. Yes. We are uh, we are we're coming up on 100. We are. We're getting Woo-hoo! close. We're getting very close. We've been and, saying uh,
2: that since episode 62.
0: Because <laughs> we didn't believe we'd get there. We're, we're done at 100.
1: <laughs> yeah, we might be. 100's it. We just We've committed. said everything be. we need to say we at 100. We all signed a contract for the first 100. Yep. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> now, one thing we all just realized when we sat around the table to start recording was this is the first time we've recorded. See, y'all, y'all know this. We record podcasts way far in advance because, you know, we just are lazy. And um, this is the first one that we've recorded since the Braves won the World Series. Woo-hoo! Woo! So, uh, most people – 2021 World Champions. Most people have forgotten that there was a World Series yeah. by yes. this point. But Not me. W- no, I'm mm. never forgetting. Yeah. Until the next
1: one. <laughs> Until next year
0: when I'm 20. greatly disappointed. Uh,
1: Dang it, the Braves never win. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or they'll just win after you're dead.
1: Yeah, exactly. Twenty, right.
0: twenty something, well, that thirty might something be even
1: next year. Who knows? Well, that's true. Nice. I
0: hope you live 25 more oh, years. Oh, thank that. you.
1: That's so sweet of you.
0: But you won't be fun to be around.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm fun to be around now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> okay.
0: But we are happy. About the Braves. About the Braves. <laughs> just in general, <laughs> we're happy. We're happy. Not, not that Ed's going alive. Not, not that Ed's <laughs> still alive. But we're, we're not happy. About any of that. We're happy about the Braves. It was a thrilling World Series. We're so glad it happened. Thrilling. Yes. True. Yes. So, uh, everybody will have did, when this drops. Everybody will have just come off of Thanksgiving. So true. Hope everybody mm. had a great. Hope you tur- had a great Thanksgiving. 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 Yes. <laughs> Turkeys are very expensive these days. We hope you got one. Are they? That's what I heard.
1: I'll just uh-huh. say today, this is many days before, but somebody in the refrigerator in the office, I don't know, did y'all notice? There's ham t- in There's there. hams. In the office. I, I want some. It's for Why our
2: famous at- church ham giveaway. <laughs> 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 are we doing something with hams? I, I thought,
1: what's them. up with the ham?
2: Now, normally at Christmas, we throw out um, individually wrapped Reese's peanut butter cups. This year's we're throwing out individually wrapped hams. Not the can. No, like 14-pound ham. I don't know if y'all We're remember. throwing them from the stage. I don't
1: know if you remember. We had it early on, somewhere in the early 2000s, we did a game on stage on a Sunday morning, and we gave away canned ham. I remember that. k k mm-hmm. canned
0: ham. canned hams. K- k- ham. That's right. <laughs> What's that movie that the canned ham plays a central figure in the – Oh, it's Christmas with the Cranks. You seen that one? I have.
2: Where I they, don't remember
0: where that the, part. Where the wife goes to the supermarket, and there's a canned ham that she has to – and she gets into a fight – over canned ham. It's a there hilarious you scene.
1: You need to watch that. That's a good we movie. That's a good family movie. Speaking we of family movies. I, do you know yeah. who wrote that? Uh, that's a book. Do you know who wrote the book? Uh, no. John Grisham. John Grisham. That's yes, exactly all all right. Over. Well, there you go.
0: But speaking of family yeah, movies, yeah. we are two episodes into the fine new podcast on this From feed Community
1: Christian Church, the new podcast. In network. the same feed. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: can we, we call ourselves a family of podcasts? Oh, uh-uh. yeah. Nope. Not yet.
1: I don't like those other people. Huh. Oh, okay. That's the problem. So Nathan, Sawyer is on
2: the other one. Oh, that's Sawyer. True. Sawyer is on
0: it. If you haven't been paying attention, we have another podcast that we drops like on Thursdays. We're done with that, Ed. Let's move on.
2: i just say, at this point, why are we waiting until he's in his 80s? He's already just just doing what all 80-year-olds do, just randomly inserting people he knows. Do y'all remember my good friend Jeffrey? He worked at the Yamaha factory.
1: great (laughs) thanks 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 for contributing
0: (laughs) give that man a canned ham he'll be quiet (laughs) all right
1: Uh, we are two episodes
0: i I thought i had lost control of this thing at one point but
1: that one takes the cake for me put a star by this one this one's the best one this one one is when i
0: really (laughs) really this is the day i'm marking it down i truly lost control it's all (laughs) over
1: okay it's all over
0: Two episodes
2: into the Family Movie Night
0: podcast. So last week you talked about Home Alone.
2: We did. We talked about Home Alone, and we had a good conversation about uh, things that you can take from it. <laughs> about
1: that, the movie Home Alone, I guess.
2: About things that you can take from that movie to have conversations with your kids yes. as you're watching. That's ultimately the goal of the podcast, is that we want to give you a chance that to not only build memories with your kids, but have better conversations. That's right. Um, we want to make it easier to, to, to be together as a family, because believe it or not, it's not always easy. It's really? not always easy to be together. I don't as know a family. if you know who his
1: dad is. So just True. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna say I'm just gonna move back and just right. let that sit right
0: there. So, so
1: we just—that's our goal. We
2: want to try and make it easier for parents to uh, to have a movie night with their kids and have uh, good, important conversations. This week we're talking about uh, Christmas Carol movies. So mm, all of them. Well, about are three you having or a debate on which one's the, the best? Carol. We are not. What? We,
1: the movie The Christmas Carol? Well, just movies about the Charles Dickens. Based on the Charles Dickens. The Charles oh, Dickens. Gotcha. That's,
2: that's, Charles what, that's Dickens what I'm though. trying to ask. So we're talking about uh, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Which and is a good one. That's a really it is a really good, one. One. A good and one. 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 And we're talking about, there's a 2009 one with Jim Carrey. Uh, I personally like the,
1: the Captain Picard one the oh the the I don't know this the one.
2: 99 the 99 christmas carol with uh with uh, patrick stewart we make we make a joke about that at one point so it gets mentioned and then we also talk about scrooged uh from 1988 yep yep, yep. Um, we watched that one all, all the, time the time when y'all from were from
1: about the time up. I was about 7 so. the
0: one i grew up with was the uh, george c scott version. oh yeah that was my a really childhood good one. the one i grew
1: up with is the black and white one that preceded that one yeah that's like from nineteen. So before before television. Before, <laughs> That's right. yeah, it was made for the big screen. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we have that
0: Not conversation, in which was about eighty inches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So, uh, so yeah, so if you haven't tuned into that podcast, it's on this feed. If you're listening, it's on this YouTube channel. If you're watching, so you can go back and catch those and. Uh, be helpful to your family to have a family movie night. And yeah. even
1: if you don't have family, but you like movies, you might learn something new about a- movies. Yeah, and I if you like
0: a podcast where you don't have to listen to Ed Ramble,
1: that's right. That's you true. can listen to uh, Donnie. He's, he's not he listen on listen any. Listen. Of I'm them. not on that at all.
2: <laughs> I'll say this: Donnie, Donnie is probably the most insightful. I don't know what Sawyer and I are doing the rest of the time. But, mm, but if you sense. want to come here, Donnie say things that are maybe even more brilliant than anything we're saying in here today. That's that'll be my thing. Right. Donnie Dorsey, brilliant man. But I'll the bar it.
0: ain't. Very hard. No, I didn't mean on.
2: that. I meant brilliant in comparison. Relatively brilliant. Oh, there you go. That's what it'll say on his great stuff. Donnie right. Dorsey, relatively brilliant. <laughs> All well, there right. There
0: you go. So today on this podcast, we are going to continue something that we've done for the past two weeks, I believe. Yep. Um, we've been uh, introducing you guys in, on our Sunday uh, gatherings online, in person, uh, to some folks that we as a church have been partnering with over the past few years. Um through the money that you guys give to us, we then use that to uh, build God's kingdom here in this community, around the world, which we saw last week. And then this week, we're going to look at sort of a regional
1: yep, partner right here. that yeah. we have. Yep. So
0: um, we're going to see a full interview of, of one that you saw part of on Sunday, but I'm going to let Nathan set that up for us before we kick to that interview.
2: Sure. So uh, on Sunday, we, we talked about this idea that we really... Uh, are bought into that the greatest change agent uh, in the world is the local church, that the Holy Spirit works through the local church, and that we really do believe that the best way to make change in our world about the biggest problems, the way to go upstream, is to get disciples of Jesus uh, in communities with other disciples of Jesus, making more disciples of Jesus who will do what Jesus does, and then that just naturally outflows that communities are are improved, and neighborhoods are improved, and then cities are improved. And so uh, we have been, since the beginning a Community Christian, a a church planting church that um, we are all about creating communities of disciples making disciples and so we have an interview with a church that we helped plant in partnership with another church that we planted uh, Momentum uh, Momentum Christian uh, in McDonough and they pl- helped us to plant a city church in Griffin uh, and I had a conversation with their lead pastor, Josh Abernathy, who was on staff at Momentum, yep. and um, it's just a really good conversation about his vision, but also what they are doing um, in 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 the city of uh, Griffin,
1: and just this is just phenomenal. Absolutely, just doing a great oh, job. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. doing a great job.
2: Well, and I told I told I can't remember if I said it on air or not. So I'll say this: I was very inspired by the stuff that uh josh and them are doing and i think if you pay attention if you're listening to this you will begin to see a vision of oh those are things that could happen in cowita county those mm-hmm. are the kind of things and not just that community christian as a whole could do but if all of us had that mentality at our workplaces in our neighborhoods of i'm just here to help and what can uh what can we do for the name of jesus uh, for other people uh, it's just very powerful stuff so i'm looking forward to people hearing it
0: me too so Without further ado, you're going to hear it right now, and then we will be back next week, and we have a question sent to us, and we're going to answer that one on next week's podcast. But before that, don't forget, Family Night hits on Thursday. Yes. Family Movie Night hits on Thursday. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Christmas Christmas Carol, and then we'll be back next Tuesday. So we'll see you then.
2: Well, hey, everybody. I am here right now in a Google Meet uh, with somebody who is making a huge difference uh, just across the way here from us in Coweta County over in Griffin, Georgia. It's the lead pastor of uh, Griffin City Church in uh, Griffin, Georgia. His name yeah, is man. Josh <laughs> Uh Josh, how are you doing today?
3: Doing good, man. I'm doing real good. Uh, Nathan, thank you for let me be a part of this, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm hanging out and you know almost dead center in the middle of Griffin right now.
2: Yeah, well that's yeah. awesome. Well, uh, in case uh, people weren't here with us on Sunday when we talked about it, Griffin City Church is a church that we uh, help to start and uh, we support regularly. Uh, and they are actually a uh, kind of co-plant with another church that yeah. we planted years ago uh yes. momentum church so why don't you tell us uh, a little bit uh josh about the story maybe your story with uh momentum and then yeah. with griffin city just kind of the whole story of the church give us just a yeah, big picture
3: for sure um yeah so you know i uh, i actually came on staff at momentum uh three years into their plant so um about i guess 12 years ago now. Um, But I, I went came on staff there and uh, Bart Stone was a pastor there, was the pastor, still is the pastor. And so um, I came on as a student pastor and helped lead worship some. And I'll be honest, we loved it. Like we still love momentum, but um, I I really thought that we were going to be like the student pastors that are like 60 years old. Like we're going to do this thing for like 40 years. Like the guys that I respect so much that are still in that game and We loved it. We love momentum and uh, love student ministry, middle and high school students. And uh, I think it was a blessing that we, I mean, God's put it all in motion, but we were we got to be a part of a church plant. Now, they're three years old, but I mean, just in their DNA is church planting. And so, um, yeah, And so we were on staff there and had no plans of leaving, moving any of that. And uh, the the best way I can explain it is I just kind of woke up one morning and in my prayer time, like God just started doing something new in me. And so, um, I, I actually went to the lead pastor Bart and I said, Hey, I feel like God's, um, you know, God's doing something new in me and it's not anything wrong that momentum's doing, but there's some things that I see. And I'm like, man, I might do this differently. Like, can you help me distinguish whether that's just like preference? Cause if it's preference, I can get over that or if God is doing something different. And so, um, I went to my wife and I said, Hey, I think we need to start praying through maybe planting a church. And she was like, Nope. Uh, not one bit. We love, I love momentum. Why would we do this? Why would we move our kids and all that? And, Um, and the best way I can explain it is just a very sweet season for us where my wife and I just prayed for a few months. Like, God, what are you doing? And I told her, I said, I don't, I'm not saying we're leaving. I just think we need to start praying about it. So we did that. And about three months into us praying together, went back to Bart and went back to the leadership. And we said, Hey, we feel like God may be calling us to plant a church. And their response was, well, it's about time. And, uh, which it just is a game changer. I know. You know, sometimes we're blessed to be a part of a church that gets church planning like you guys. But that's not usually the story when a youth pastor goes to a pastor and says, I think I need to plant a church. And so um, they just completely affirmed it and so protected us for a few more months of just prayer with elders and with them. And it was just pretty, pretty evident that God was calling us to plant a church. And so um, we went through the whole assessment process with Stadia and just really praying through, OK, God, where is that? So they were trying to get us to move to like Baltimore and Arizona and all these places. Right. And. Um, my wife is actually from Griffin, and uh, we just started praying. And I actually, I would I would drive through Griffin on my way home every day and just pray just because it was kind of this. It's, it's where we've lived, worked, and played for 10 years. And so um, one day driving by Burger King, God brought two verses to my heart. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 7, Seek the peace of the city to which I have sent you. And Matthew 5, 14, A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And just heard God say, like, Josh, I want you to be a part of the city of God for the city of Griffin. And uh, I went home and I told my wife. I said, "I think I know where we're supposed to go." And she's like, "Where's that?" And I said, "I don't think we're going anywhere. I think God's called us to plant a church in Griffin." And so, um, man, we we went and told that to leadership and momentum and um, the team. And Bart stood on stage and said, "Hey, we're going to plant Josh and Lauren in Griffin. Whoever wants to go can go." I told our staff, whatever our staff wants to go can go. Um, they paid our sat my salary for the first year. I mean, just this incredibly healthy, beautiful process that I actually think started third you know 10 12 years ago with Ed and Bart sitting at a at a, at a, at a table talking about planning momentum you know I think just that DNA of being generous and not hoarding things it just started there and so um, he got up there and said hey this is what we're doing and you're free to go with them and so just we were sent in a very healthy way and um, you know for, for us in Griffin you know why why Griffin you know you know 17 percent of people in Griffin attended church and so um, or claim the name of Jesus, and so we just said, Hey, we didn't plan a church for the 17%, we planted a church for the 83%. And so, numbers wise, that's there's about 4,000 people in Griffin, um, that know Jesus and 20,000 that don't. And so, we just said, We, we didn't plan church for 4,000, we plan a church for the 20,000. Um, we desire to be a Jesus movement that awakens the soul in the city, and so that's just been our game plan from day one, and so just investing in our city. We believe that the church should be the greatest agent of change in a community. And so we try to live up to that and live by that code and that desire and that dream um, ever since. And so we're two and a half years in now. And um, it's just been an incredibly uh, just amazing process in that.
2: So, Josh, tell me a little bit about um, with City Church here, especially that that last little piece you talked about of uh, the church should be the, the change agent in a, in a community that is something that is so central here at community Christian as well is um, we really do believe in this uh, interview is coming right out of our, what we call our do something Sunday, which is when we really put a lot of effort into, we can't do everything that God has called, you know, that is, that is right in front of us, all the problems in the world, but God's not calling us to do everything. He's just calling us to do something. Yeah. And uh, we said, you know, for here at Community Christian, we believe that if we can reproduce more disciples of Jesus mm. in different places, they will make the change where they are. So tell me about how that works for City Church. What What are you guys approach your strategy to being the change, change agent for your city?
3: Yeah, so good. Yeah, I think one of the phrases we use is similar is that we can't do everything, but we will do one thing like it's everything. And so um, I, I think that's where we kind of started. So three years ago, I sat down with 100 uh, city officials, business owners, principals, and asked four questions. Um, what's your dream for the city in the next five years? What are its greatest needs? What would you love for the relationship between the church and the city to look like? And, or what does it look like? And what would you love for it to look like? And sadly, those, when I got to those last two questions, every single out of 100 people, every single person that I met said, you're the first church to actually come and ask us what we would love for it to look like. I thought that was, I mean, a gift to us to have that conversation, but just very eye-opening as well. And so um, we said from day one, you know, day one, we, we bought an ice cream truck and so uh, we give away free ice cream. And so when I met with every person, I said, Hey, listen, um, I can't offer you much right now because we haven't even started, but I can't offer you free ice cream. And so we'll do that one thing like it's everything. And so in the last, Um, You know, in the last three years, uh, we've handed out over 100,000 pieces of ice cream um, and half of our baptisms. So we've seen uh, 79 people baptized in the last three years. Half of those have come from people we've met through the ice cream truck. Like That was our first first point of just um, meeting place with us in that. And so we started with an ice cream truck and then I just started showing up in meetings. And I was like, listen, I just want to learn. I think some of the challenges, you know, as a church, we we come in and try to be prescriptive about everything instead of asking people to be, Hey, would you be as descriptive as possible so that we can, we can figure out how we can help meet these needs. And so I just showed up in meetings like city council meetings, board meetings. And I was like, if I'm okay to be in here, I'll sit in the corner and I will speak when spoken to, I just want to learn. And so from the very beginning, I just started doing that. And one of the things that we're in a meeting and it, we, they found out that um, the city had lost funding for movies in the park. And so um, we were so just in the meeting, hadn't launched that or anything. And the head of that meeting looked at me and said, hey, would City Church want to take that over? Uh, and I was like, yes. I don't know what that means, but yes, we will definitely take that over. And so um, we just started doing that. And the first time we did it, um, you know, one of, the, one of the heartbeats of Griffin is, and it's, there's some of this in every community, but Griffin is incredibly divided racially and socioeconomically. And it's divided by train tracks. And so you have two different Two different cities living um, in the same boundaries, but not conversing, not spending time together. And so um, we just believe that if the church should be the greatest day of change in the community, then we should be the ones building the bridge, even racially, in our community. And so even moving in the park where we did it, we did it centrally to where everyone would come together. And so the first moving in the park we did three years ago, multiple people said, this is the most diverse thing we've seen in griffin in a long time a mother came up to us and said a black black mother and she said hey thank you for creating a space where i can show my son that it's okay for black kids and white kids to play together to dance together to laugh together and it's a good thing and a celebrated thing and we we're like man this is part of the mission and so um you know griffin is divided even statistically racially and so that's been kind of one of our goals is to create spaces where a community and city can come together and we just think something valuable happens in that space. And so, um, we started with ice cream, we started doing movies in the park and again, doing that one thing like it's everything. And, uh, and from there, we're like, okay, the next piece we feel like is, is important is we want to, we want to put mentors in local elementary schools. Um, and so we have one partner elementary school. Again, there's 18 here, but we want to invest in one. And so um, we are the largest provider of mentors in our county at this point for that one elementary school. But the cool thing is our the vision was that every, ele- every school would have mentors in, that are active from local churches in there. And so we now have not just our school that has mentors. We have five other schools that have other churches that are mentoring in those schools as well. And we've helped them start that process. Um, And so we went from that to the biggest one that we're incredibly excited about right now, because, again, it's the same what you guys feel as well. The church should be the first phone call when there's a need in the community. Like, sadly, it's not that way, but the church should. And that's been our desire. And so um, what we what we actually saw was that come to fruition fully. And back in January, uh, the the uh, county um, rec department, basketball rec department, the board stepped down for just different reasons. And so they were not going to have rec basketball this year. And we were the first name that got brought up in the county rec meeting. And they, the question was, would City Church be interested in taking over this program? And so we got a phone call. It's very similar to when I was asked to take over movies in the park. They said, hey, would you guys be interested in taking over rec basketball? I'm a basketball player. Our, half of our staff play ball either in college or high school. And so my initial response was yes. And then I thought about it and I was like, hold on. <laughs> we need to know what this actually entails. And um, So we did about four months of spending time with the rec department and putting together, and they basically gave us the keys to the whole program and said, you name it what you want, build it how you want. Um, We just need a trustworthy program from a trustworthy organization in our community. And so we presented it about four months ago um, to the rec department. We got unanimous yeses uh, to launch Spalding United Youth Basketball. And so uh, now we are the single provider of rec basketball in Spalding County. And so we just had our first workout this past Saturday. And so we had 300 kids. Every kid has a team and every team has a coach, which is a huge deal in this community. And so 37 teams, um, we are getting to lead that charge. And so I just think, and and again, all of these pieces, we tell people, all of these pieces are steps to lead people to Jesus. And so we've we've seen people from movies in the park come to know Jesus, from mentoring, come to know Jesus and get baptized. We've seen ice cream truck events. And so now what we're praying is, um, that the people that we meet and the families that we serve through Spalding United Youth Basketball um, would come to know Jesus as we serve and as we make our city greater. So
2: That's incredible. I think everyone at uh, Community Christian is just amening all of that right now. That's just... <laughs> it's
3: exciting, man. It's terrifying. It's yeah. absolutely terrifying, but so much fun and so exciting. Like. I think one of the things that my wife and i prayed before we even started this thing is god whatever you're doing we just want to be on the front lines and what we've learned is the front lines are scary but why would we want to do anything else Um, my my daughter and my kids are into dude perfect right now and like one of the phrases in dude perfect is it's either five seconds of fear or uh, uh, 50 years of regret and i'm like let's just go and let's just chase and run into the fear and see what god does and so we're excited about it
2: that's incredible So tell me about for uh, the people in your church, Yeah. what have you seen for them uh, when they are getting involved in these programs you're doing? Because like you said, you've got mentors. What is it doing for their discipleship to Jesus Mm. um, to be involved in these programs, to see it as their mission to uh, not just come and serve, because they still got to come on Sunday morning and pull Sunday morning off, Yeah, but but that... Church is what happens during the week, too, and these yes. kind of things. So what is that doing in their lives?
3: Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, when you when you plan a church, you, you want to reach people who are far from God, but you also reach church people in the process. And, you know, I think when you reach church people, they come in with some different just opinions and preferences and some of that stuff. And so uh, we, we've said from the beginning, hey, we want Sundays to be good, but we want Mondays to be great um, for our church. And so, and we want Wednesdays and Thursdays, what you're saying to be great. And so, um, you know, one of the things that we've done from the beginning is we, we don't call volunteers volunteers. We call them city builders. And so we just try to communicate. You are doing more than fill in a role in a roster and fill in a task. Like you were helping us build up the city of God in the city of Griffin. Uh, and so the, you know, some of the cool things that we've seen from this, um, are just people that are taking steps. So there's one family that, um, man, this this one story I think of it as you ask that question is, so in the very first movie in the Park, we met a woman named Lily, And Lily had six kids. She was a widow. Um, and Lili just had just moved to Griffin. And so she went from Moving in the Park to she came to an interest gathering. So she had a meal with us. Um, and uh, Lili, um, I actually sat down at Lily's table and we were talking. And she said, about five minutes in, she said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm the pastor here. And she looked at me like I was crazy, like most people do when I tell them I'm a pastor. And uh, she said, well, where I come from, pastors don't sit at tables with people like me. And, uh, and I said, well, welcome home. This is the church that we are. And so uh, Lili and her kids just kept investing and kept getting plugged in. Um, we kept hanging out with them um, and through different things. And about eight months later when we launched, uh, Lili's entire family got baptized. So Lili and her six kids all got baptized on one Sunday, which was amazing, right? And so they started serving in the ice cream truck. She's an incredible leader, right? Um, sir, serving ice cream truck. their kids were getting plugged in. And so we just kept seeing this am- amazing growth from them. And so this past semester in our city groups, um, Lili came to us and she was like, I think I'm ready to lead a group. And so now like Le- we met Lili in a movie in the park and we've seen these a few years of her growth and her growing. She got remarried. I got to do the wedding, which was so cool. Um, and now she's leading a city group. And so I think the thing that we see people Um, that we see people understanding and clicking more for them is that what you just said is that, I mean, Sundays are good, but like, if, if what happens on Sunday doesn't go into a Monday, then it's pointless. Like, what are we even doing here? And I think, you know, that's, that's been our heart from the very beginning is that Sunday is in a place, Sunday is not a place that you land. It's a place that you're sent, sent from. And so, um, you you know, I think we've seen, we've seen stories like that. We see stories of people who um, just, yeah, we need people serving on Sunday mornings, but like there's nothing like handing out free ice cream and and someone asking, hey, how much is it? And just saying, no, it's completely free. And knowing what you're communicating is not that we're handing out free ice cream. You're you're communicating. Hey, there's a God who literally gives that gave his life away for our freedom. And you can have that for free. And so um, it, like it just it's cool to see those kind of moments in the stories of our city builders. Um, and also, I think just your everyday people that have never been involved in a church understanding, like I can invest in my community and I can actually play a part in this. And I don't have to be a Bible scholar. I don't have to even have grown up in church all my life. Like I can come in in one week and I can serve the next week. Like I think you see those moments and then you, you start to see this whole awakening in someone's soul of like, man, maybe God created me for something more than just to live this life. Like I can actually, use what he's entrusted to me and give it back to him. And so, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's cool to see those, those stories play out.
2: So Josh, tell me a little bit about what you, what you have, um, what you have in mind. I know you guys are right now in the place of, of as you've mentioned, you're really trying to respond to the needs that are there. But I know uh, from being on, on, on church staff that you, you have dreams, you have ideas of, of where you see City Church going. What do you see in the future for for City Church and really for the city of Griffin as a whole?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, pray, we pray from day one that we just say, God, give us Griffin. And so I think when we say that, we mean a few things. I mean, we, we, we want to see 20,000 people come to know Jesus. Like we desperately want to see that come and to happen. And whether that is from our church or just the local church, and we're totally good with that that the local church in Griffin sees 20,000 people come to know Jesus. Um, there's some dreams that we've had from day one. Uh, we want to we want to plant redemptive businesses in our city. And so one of the things that the city needs is the city needs businesses and business owners to come in and to have a vision for the city that adds value to the city. But And not like I'm writing Bible verses on pallet wood and all that stuff and selling that. That's good, but we want insurance agencies and we want um, restaurants that have this vision to make Griffin better and brighter. And so one of our visions is to actually plant those businesses. Um, another dream for us in the next two years is to plant is to plant a church. And so we want to do what Momentum did for us and what community did for Momentum and community has done for us. Like we wanna do that. I remember um, Ed was one of the first lunches that I had to cast a vision for our church and to ask someone to partner with us. And i remember telling ed that my dream is to sit on the other side of his table where you are one day because i want to equip and i want to empower and i want to encourage church planners the way that he's done for us and the way the community has done for us and so that's the dream is to plant a church in the next two years we want to see that happen we want to plant redemptive businesses in the next few years um, a big thing for us right now is we are you know where we're at uh, physically, like location-wise, we know that we're, we're starting to outgrow this space. And so the dream is that we would have a space that doesn't just house our church, but more importantly, houses um, kind of those redemptive businesses as they're kind of investing in our city. Um, we want to be a place that can equip more mentors. And so we're working with Spalding Collaborative uh, to actually create a space in that where more mentors can happen and also a place for people can kind of get on-the-job training of how to apply for jobs, how to get out of poverty, all of those things. And so, um, we're, we're dreaming of that. We have the desire every year that three needs in our city get eradicated. Um, and so we've actually eradicated two, two needs this past year. And so we're praying for number three before the end of December. Um, and so every year we want to see at least three needs in our city eradicated. And, uh, and so, yeah, those are just some of, those are some of the dreams right now that we have. Um, we want to be a church planning church. We want to be a business planning church and we want to be a church that sees people come to know Jesus.
2: Well, that's incredible. And I think for those of us here at Community Christian, it is just such a blessing to to be able to uh, partner with you guys, to support you guys in, in all that you're doing, because uh, all of that is so near to our heart and so near to who we want to be as well. And uh, I I don't know about everyone else who's listening to this, but man, it's been good for my heart just to hear it. It's it's inspired thoughts in me of what could happen here in Coweta County and the way that the church could really come alive. And so, um, Josh, do you have anything that you'd like to just say to people at Community yeah. Christian who are who are invested here? And they don't necessarily see how what they're doing here is making a difference in Griffin, but uh, anything you have to say to them? Yeah,
3: I mean, uh, yes, I could. I, mean, I could take up another 30 minutes in this but i just i mean you, you and you you probably will never know and i think that's the hard part of investing in the kingdom is we will never truly know everything that our investment does but i mean there are countless names there's 79 names of people who have given their life to jesus and been baptized and it's because of the investment of community um there are businesses in a city that is slowly being transformed and i believe that and awakenings happening in Griffin, with even other local churches that we're getting to invest in because of your investment. And I just you you are you have been a gift to us. Uh, Ed has been just an incredible encouragement. Every time I need encouragement, or I need someone just to shoot me straight, I just go to Ed because I know he's going to do it in a, such a loving, caring way. But just hey, this is I'm for you, and this is I think this is a good move. We should do this, and so um, just a, just a huge financial investment. Um, was massive for us, and so thank you for that financial investment from the from day one and how you continue to ask those questions and help us, um, you know, and even just the leadership beyond that point. I mean, to know that I've got someone in my corner like Ed and like your church um, is just – it's it's great to know that you know hey we're growing and we're like as we're starting to walk and figure out how to do things like we've got someone that's kind of holding our hands in that process but also saying hey you need to walk you need to keep going and um and so it just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart from our church's heart from our leadership's heart for your investment and in your vision and your generosity and open-handed generosity to plant churches um i think unapologetically and i think that's the beauty of what God's doing there and uh and we couldn't be more grateful for it. so Thank you for investing. Thank you for creating moments for us to help move people to Jesus by your generosity and by your support.
2: Well, thank you, Josh, for taking the time to do this. And thank you for what you and City Church are doing for the kingdom and for the city of Griffin. Uh, Just amazing, amazing work. So thank you for, uh, for doing this interview with us.
3: Thanks, Nathan. I appreciate it.